sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. One of the most interesting and amazing, to me amazing passages in the Gospels is the account of the Samaritan woman at the well that we read about in John chapter 4. But what are the details? What are the nuances of the story? What do they mean and what do they matter for us today? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into John chapter 4, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you got questions about today's episode or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. You almost got all the the way through that. Could you understand, though, my words this time? Most of the time. Because last week you were complimenting me on how I, you know. It was was, was was, pretty good this time. It was articulate and understandable, unlike apparently most of the time. Sometimes you try to race a little. I don't try to race. I'm just You race. I'm a fast talker. My wife, Jermaine's always like, I'm driving somewhere. She's like, are you in a hurry? Like, no. <laughs> I've heard you're you're a crazy driver. What? How? Bill has. <laughs> How would he know? Oh, he's witnessed it, apparently. Oh, all right. Well, tearing that's... you, Bergwald, tearing out of the parking lot. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, so <laughs> happy on. Easter, everybody. <laughs> Moving right along. A thing to see here. Uh, so, um. <clears throat> no, we thought, and we jokingly talked about, you know, sto- Bible story hour with Chris and Renee. Yes. Uh, but I do think, and, and and we actually kind of did this, kind of did this last week, um, last week's episode looking at Luke's account of the resurrection. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the idea, we haven't done this often, but I like the idea of taking a passage from scripture and unpacking it a little bit. Now, in this case, um, the story of the Samaritan woman at the well is almost all of John chapter 4. Um, it's not the very end, um, and and it's, uh, yeah, it's not the very end. It's not the very very beginning, but it's most of chapter four. So I don't know that we're going to get through um, like literally unpacking everything they'd like to pack in in the story of the Samaritan, Samaritan woman at the well. If we need to, if we're out of time, I, we're going to skip ahead to the exciting conclusion oh. of today's episode of Story uh, Hour. Of Story Hour, today. <laughs> uh, well, so we'll see how we go through, but. When I talked about the idea of of um, unpacking a story, this is actually um, this episode's your fault. Because well, I really hope said, it isn't terrible. Then <laughs> <laughs> no, but you said you you proposed. Hey, what about what if we talked about the 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 Samaritan woman right, at the well? Right. I'm curious why, you, and it was familiar to you. So the one yeah. passage of the Bible that you actually know, I think that's part um, of it is the, the familiarity. Sorry. Did I just interrupt you? Well, I just said it's the one passage that. in the Bible that you actually yeah. know, and you oh, just blew over that. Oh, I did blow right past that. <laughs> so, from, so why? Go ahead. Well, Indeed. so uh, actually, I just had Father Scott on um, Catholic Views recently talking about the prodigal son, which is another story that's very well known. And I think this is one of the other ones that's pretty well known mm, mm. outside of the crucifixion stories in that. Yep, yep, yep. So um, I think it's good to take these that people know and show them things they maybe don't know about them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So um, we're going to go through it, and and like we did last week, for those who listened to um, to our episode on the resurrection, we're just going to go through and read a little bit, and then unpack as necessary. Okay. And we oh, again, we have a couple of different translations, mm-hmm. uh, two Catholic translations. Um, the Renee has the New American Bible, and I've got the Revised Standard Version, Second Catholic Edition. I have what they call as the right one. Uh, well, I'm kidding. Some, <laughs> I, I okay. Anyway, um, uh, 
You have a more official one. We yes. could say that. Official in the U.S. anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we'll stop on occasion here and comment. So, Renee, would you mind just starting us off with um, chapter four, verses one through six? One through six? You want me to start? one through six. You want me to start the before the Samaritan yep. woman? Okay. Yep. yep. So we're going to set the, set the stage a little bit. <clears throat> okay. Now, when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself was not baptizing just his disciples, he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called, you were going to give me a word that Sorry. I can't pronounce. Sikar. Sikar. <laughs> Near the plot of land that Jacob had given to his son, Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired from his journey, sat down there at the well. It was about noon. Okay, so <clears throat> we're going to end up skipping to the end. Uh, yeah. Because just as you started that, I mean, there is so yes. much here that's just worth pointing out to people. Because most of, I mean, when I, uh, you kind of comment, even as I said, so mm -hmm. start with verse one and you're like, what, oh, before? Mm-hmm. Because when you look at these details, though, these nuances, um, it does really open up. I don't know. It, it makes the Bible, for me, it makes the Bible come alive mm -hmm. when you realize mm -hmm. what's going on. So I'm just curious, Renee, when you look at those verses that you just read, any anything strike you, stand out, any questions um, when you read? Well, I know, you know, it says he had to pass through Samaria. And yeah. so like, that's made, there's, there's kind of a big deal made there. Because people usually go around Samaria. Right, right. So yeah. So let's yeah. talk about that because you are, uh, you know, above average educated Catholic, oh, sure. um, <laughs> working for the diocese and all. So Don't quick geography him. lesson, um, Bill. This we're gonna, we got to cue the the map to drop yes. down and. <laughs> Uh, so Jerusalem, uh, we, we, read, we read about Galilee and Samaria and Judea and Jerusalem and so on in the Holy Land, in mm -hmm. Palestine, so in, in the Gospels. So Jerusalem is in Judea, which is the southern part of the Holy Land. Mm -hmm. Galilee is up north. It's the northern part of the Holy Land. But between Judea and the south and Galilee and north is, yeah, Samaria. Samaria. Yeah. Uh, and who lives in Samaria? The Gentiles and the Sumerians. The, the, Samar well, the Sumerians are Gentiles, the, the aren't who, they? The who? Samar Samaritans. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Clearly the educated Catholic part has already fallen apart. <laughs> right, so the Samaritans. Well, so what's what's the big deal about the Samaritans? Well, they didn't like the Samaritans. The Jews didn't. So quick review uh, what was for then centuries old history. Um David was the king of all of Israel. Mm -hmm. Af, uh, after then, his son Solomon came along, who was the wisest man, but he went sideways, kind of. Mm -hmm. uh, and after Solomon, the kingdom of Israel split into the kingdom of the southern kingdom, Judea uh, or Judah in the south, mm -hmm. and the northern kingdom, which becomes takes the name Israel. So now suddenly you've got the two tribes, uh, Judah and Benjamin, in Judea in the south, and then the other ten tribes in the north. Mm. The northern, and then fast forward a couple centuries, the northern kingdom is conquered by the Assyrians, mm. um, and they're deported. So that most of the oh, ten right. tribes are lost. But what they did is some of them returned, but the uh, I pretty was the Syrians um, forced them to uh, intermingle oh, to, right. to to uh, marry with other pagan peoples, other Gentile peoples. Mm -hmm. So now you have people. So it's it's um, yeah, they used to be Israelites, but over centuries 
Um, there's been intermarriage. It's kind of they have they have the first five books of the Bible. They believe in Moses, but not much else. So the Mer- Samaritans um, are sort of like the 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 bad blood cousins of the Jewish people. <laughs> they don't have pure authentic Judaism mm-hmm. anymore. They're not pure blood Israelites mm-hmm. anymore. So the Jews really looked down on the Samaritans. Right. Now. In north of Samaria is Galilee, where you still have authentic Jews right. living. Uh, they repopulated that area, um, but but Jews want to get to Jerusalem. Jews who live in Galilee, like Mary and Joseph mm-hmm. and Jesus, um, they want to get to Jerusalem at least three times a year, if not more, three mm-hmm. times a year for the great feast. So, in order to get there, the most direct route would be go through Samaria, but. Faithful Jews don't have anything to do with these half-blood heretics. So they would literally go usually around Around. Samaria. So if folks have watched season one of The Chosen, Chosen. Mm -hmm. at the very end you see this where Jesus is talking about, I think going there, yeah, going, leaving, um, actually I don't know which direction they were going in, in the 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 show account but here jesus and his apostles are in the south they're in judea uh, and they're going to go north to galilee right um and jesus basically they, leads them through samaria so as they kind of show in the in the chosen like uh what, what do we they're like why are we, are we doing, doing this yeah <laughs> i don't want to go through there <laughs> exactly but that's exactly what they do so they they go through samaria so that's why why it's a back to your observation this is why it's a big deal mm-hmm. uh, one other little detail by the way Baptizing. Who's baptizing? Do we read about? Mm. Uh, well, the disciples are baptizing other people. Well, Jesus' disciples are already baptizing. Yeah. How do you think they're baptizing? What do you mean, how are they baptizing? In Jesus' name. We don't know. So this is not yet mm. the sacrament of baptism hmm. that Jesus brings um, that he commands them at the very end of Matthew's gospel. We'll go over therefore baptize. So they might still the be baptizing in like John's a baptism name. of repentance. Well, they're, they're with Jesus. Right. Maybe they're just doing baptisms of repentance. Right. That's not clear, but it's a little interesting thing. Yeah. Jesus isn't yet baptizing, but there is some baptism that his disciples are already doing, mm-hmm. but it would not have been the sacrament of baptism. Probably okay. more akin to John's baptism, a okay. baptism of repentance. Maybe more uh, in terms of its significance, but okay. it's not yet full blown. Baptism, and we're ten minutes in. I was say we're, we're never going to make it. <laughs> so um, they come to uh, this the city, uh, a city of Samaria, Sikar. Um, Jacob's well was there. So Jesus, wearied as he was with his journey, sat down about the well. And what time is it? It's noon. It's noon. So um, my translation says it's about the sixth hour. So for us who, like, what the heck time does that mean? Some translations <laughs> will noon. hopefully tell us. <laughs> it's midday. Then verse seven, there came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, give me a drink. For all his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, how is it that you, a Jew, ask of me a woman of Samaria, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? And then John tells us, for Jews had no deal, have no dealings with Samaritans. So, um, what's notable already? Now, you probably know some of this because you know the story that's coming. But what's notable already about the details of what we're told? Do you? Well, that she's going to the well in the middle of the day. Why is that notable? Because most of the women went to the well in the morning. Right. Why? 
Because it's not roasting hot. Exactly. <laughs> it's not roasting. I mean, here in South Dakota in the summer and uh, in, in the middle, they can get pretty toasty. Mm-hmm. This is the Holy Land, regardless They're of the time of year. They're a lot closer to the equator than exactly. we are. <laughs> so you don't, yeah, you go out um, in, in the morning. Why are the women going to the well? That was part of their job. That was, that was yeah, the culture. Yeah. that Their task was to go to the well, sometimes in town, sometimes outside of town in this case. And they, it was their job. By the way, who was Jacob? Jacob's well. Who's Jacob? Uh, Jacob was one of the sons of Abraham or Close. something like that. Grandson of Abraham. Grandson. Okay. So Abraham, Isaac, there and he go. had the two sons, right, right. Esau and Jacob. I so knew Jacob, that, Jacob, obviously. <laughs> uh, well-formed above average Catholic. <laughs> right. um, Isaac and Jacob, uh, Jacob, who is Israel, and he has his 12 sons. And one of his sons was who? Do I have to go back and look? Why do you do this you t- to me? Do you, oh, you turned the page. Sorry. I, I did. Uh, Joseph. Joseph. Uh, Joseph, who's well known because of his, his many colored coat, many colored, technicolor dream yes. coat. Yes. <laughs> um, so that son, the story from Israel way back at the end of Genesis, uh, sorry, e- Egypt, way back at the end of Genesis, which le- which then goes into the Exodus. Um, here we're reminded um that that's who as well it was. So they the women would go to the well. So these Samaritan women would normally go to the well um, early on, mm-hmm. but this woman doesn't. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So anticipating, mm-hmm. looking ahead a little bit, why doesn't she go in the morning? She doesn't want to see anybody or talk to anybody. Because? They don't want to see her. Because? She's been naughty. A woman of ill repute. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So as we'll see, she's been married many times. And she's mm-hmm. now living with a man with who she's not married. So because she, she's a bit of an outcast. Mm-hmm. So she just goes later in the middle when nobody's there. They're not going to bother me. They're not going to turn up their noses at me. They're, and again, these aren't Jews. These are just Samaritans. They're very judgy. Very judgy. Judgy Judgersons, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. So, uh, so let's look here a little bit more at the details of this interaction. We're going to do, going to in just a minute, but in case you're just tuning in, uh, welcome to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. Renee Kranz and I are talking today about John's account. Well, it's the only, John is the only one who tells us the story of the Samaritan woman at the well that we read in chapter four of his gospel. So we, we really unpacked the first few verses of chapter four, and now we see Jesus by himself because his disciples have gone into town to buy some food. Um, and there's this woman who comes out from the city and Jesus talks to her. Ding, 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 ding. Mm-hmm. Should be for us. Uh, but most of us, because this is just lost on yeah. us. So uh, the woman says, how is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? And then John again makes this note, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Mm-hmm. So Jesus talks to a Samaritan woman. This is like a major, this is a big deal. <laughs> Not just that because um, Jews typically didn't talk to Samaritans. That's true. But Jews didn't talk to Samaritan men. They definitely did talk to Samaritan women. In fact, Jewish men typically didn't talk to Jewish women. Oh, my. And I suppose even, that were part of their family or or whatever. Yeah. Right. There's even some indication that Jewish men only talked to the women in their families in private. That we don't oh. ever. Hmm. So the fact that Jesus is talking to a woman and especially a Samaritan woman in a public setting is like a major social faux pas. <laughs> major so like just think of something like that would be like my gosh, did they, can you believe like just something that you would like really violate social etiquette? Right. 
like the things that I'm thinking of are all like gross. Right. Things. You can't so say I'm on, not, maybe we're not going to say so on this, air. <laughs> that's all, like what, when Jesus does this, this is like, what, what are you, like, what, what are you doing? Right. Um, and she's like basically expressing that. Well, I can't believe you're talking to me. Mm-hmm. So Renee, can you pick up verse 10 and sure. just read for a bit? And I'll just stop you. Uh, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, sir, you do not even have a bucket and the well is deep. Where then can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself with his children and his flocks? Jesus answered and said to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become to in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. One more. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may not be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. So the really cool thing, again, just because we're going to have time to unpack completely as Mm -hmm. we go here, but the cool thing is there's sort of a crescendo Mm -hmm. in the conversation where they're just having what seems to the woman to be an ordinary mundane conversation. As they go, there's an increasing awareness. uh, Like this is, this guy's different. Mm -hmm. This guy's really different. And again, we're... This guy might be the Messiah that even I, as a Samaritan, am looking for. This, or no, prophet first, and mm-hmm. might, he might be the Messiah. So there's this growth and understanding. And it just, again, it starts off very mundane. Give me a drink. How do you know it's, uh, um, he asked me to drink? Well, and then he talks about this living water. And you know what I mean? You have a bucket to get the water, the well's deep. How are you going to ask me for live, or how are you going to get this living water? And then Jesus gives this really, um, well, beautiful because we know the depths of it. No pun intended. It's a very Jesus-y answer. Yes. Um, Whoever drinks the water that I shall give will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst nor come here to draw. So she becomes, like her attitude shifts. There's suddenly, um, sir, uh, she's used this before in verse 11. So this this language now, sir, sort of seems Mm -hmm. to be a, um, not reverential, but a polite title, right. as opposed to how is it that you, a Jew, ask of me? Yeah. <laughs> um, she wants this water again. Like, oh, like I don't, I don't know what what he means, but if this is real, then I don't have to keep coming out here. I have to keep embarrassing That's myself. That's what I was going to say. I'm wondering if it's more right now of a self yes. self serving yes. kind of thought. Yes, yes. Uh, and then he goes on. <laughs> a very Jesusy thing to do. <laughs> Verse 16, Jesus said to her, go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you were right in saying I have no husband for you have had five husbands and he whom you now have is not your husband. This you say truly. So just a little like, are you going to be honest with me? <laughs> um, go call your husband. Mm-hmm. How are you going to respond? I don't have a husband. That's right. You don't have a husband. You've had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. Interesting parallel again to that history that I gave, quick, gave mm-hmm. earlier. Um, the Assyrians, again, when they brought Gentiles in, they brought in five foreign nations. Oh. To intermingle. Oh, interesting. So 
five she's had five husbands mm-hmm. sort of matching the five foreign peoples that the 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 ancient Israelites were forced to intermarry with mm-hmm. um to become the the half-blood heretic Samaritans <laughs> as far as the Jews were concerned and who he whom you now have is not your husband this you say truly so she admits to him some truth about right. herself She's going to tell him the whole truth at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. So can you pick up verse We 19? never do that. No. <laughs> verse 19. Uh, the woman said to him, Sir, I can see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshiped on this mountain, but you people say that the place to worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Believe me, woman, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. The people worship what you do, you people worship what you do not understand. We worship what we understand because salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming and is now here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth, and indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Okay, that's good. So um, backing up to her response, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. So she realized, okay... (laughs) You're, you're obviously I've never met not this guy. He's a Jew. I'm pretty sure I've never seen him around these parts before. Mm-hmm. He knows. He has some insight. And again, because Samaritan religion was a mix of uh, ancient Judaism with Gentile religions, she has the idea of what we consider Old Testament prophecy. Right. If that's not a foreign idea. The fact that somebody could be not so much a future teller as a truth teller. Right. Which is what prophecy really is. This is the truth of things. And this is what's going to lead to if you don't change your act. That's where the future thing comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, I see that you are a prophet. And then she gets into this thing. Okay, our our fathers worshiped on this mountain. You say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. So Jesus goes on to talk about salvation is from the Jews. So she's, okay, but I can see that you're a prophet, but you Jews believe this. And he does. Salvation does come from the Jews. Mm -hmm. uh, But there is going to be this time when there is going to be worship that's true worship is going to be opened up to not just Jews, not even just Samaritans, mm-hmm. the half-blood heretics, but even all peoples. The full-blood heretics. The full-blood full the, the, the heretics. Gentiles. They're not even, they're just the pagans, you know. Um, so that this is coming, okay? And then now we get another level of crescendo. Mm-hmm. Verse 25, Renee. Uh, the woman said to him, I know that the Messiah is coming, the one called the anointed. When he comes, he will tell us everything. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking with you. So this is, so what's, what's what, do you notice anything about this? What's, there's something notable about Well, he says, I am. And he, he yeah, yeah, so which is notable. Yes. But he even said, so at the more mundane level, he says, I am he, the one who is talking to you. He, he says, yep, I'm the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Time and time again in the Gospels, people are like, is this the Messiah? He's like, shh, shh don't tell anybody. <laughs> but with the Samaritan woman, he, he doesn't just admit, oh, yeah, you got me. He does, he, he proclaims to her in mm-hmm. a sense. And he doesn't it's tell me. her not to tell anyone either. he doesn't either. tell her, right, which right. is going to be notable here in just right. a minute. So she, again, the, the Samaritans believed that the Messiah was coming. So my translation, the woman said to him, I know the Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. Your translation said anointed, anointed mm-hmm. which is what Christ means. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, uh, people might know that. So when you say Jesus Christ, it means Jesus the Messiah, Jesus the anointed one. Mm-hmm. It's what Christ means. It's not his last name. Um, 
Does anyone think it is? Well, we talk, (laughs) we treat it that way, don't we? Kind of. Jesus Christ, Mary Christ, and Joseph Christ. Um, (laughs) When he comes, he will show us all things. And Jesus said to her, I am he speaking to you. Verse 27. Just then his disciples came. They marveled that he was talking with a woman. What the heck is he doing? We talked about that earlier. But none said, what do you wish? Or why are you talking with her? Because they're like, well, it's Jesus. He does crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. So the woman left her water jar and went away into the city. Pick it up from here, Renee. Uh, 29? Yep. Come see a man. Sorry. Into the city and said to the people, go ahead. Come see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Messiah? They went out of the town and came to him. Okay. So she goes into the city and says to the people, okay, again, what did we say at the very beginning of this episode about this woman? Why does she go out to the well when she does? So she doesn't have to see any people. What does she do now? (laughs) She goes to all the people. She goes into town and guess what, everybody? And, and again, their natural response is going to be, what? Their natural response is going to be... Probably ignore her, what? ridicule. Mm, right. Yeah. But somehow, somehow, so she, come and see a man who told me all that I ever did. Could this be the Christ or the Messiah? They went out of the city and were coming to him. So there's something compelling about her testimony. Mm-hmm. There's something compelling about this... Because if somebody walked, like if you see people all the time who are announcing different things and usually we ignore it, mm-hmm. but we pay attention when there's something compelling. Right. They not only pay attention, but they respond. They they do. So now we are going to skip over, um, and I think we're going to actually make it to Ooh. the end here. We're going to skip over this interaction that Jesus has with his disciples in verse 31 through 38. And we're going to go down to verse 39. So kind of picking up where they went out of the city and were coming to him. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. Suddenly, she's not the social pariah or outcast. And a woman's testimony. And a woman's testimony. We talked about that last <laughs> yes, week. We just did. They believed him because of the woman's testimony. He told Because of her testimony, he told me all he ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there for two days. Jews, Samaritans living together, mass hysteria, to paraphrase Bill Venkman from email ignition at sfcatholic.org if you know the pop cultural reference. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, it is no longer because of your words that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. So Renee, we got less than a minute left. I want to hit something hard. Um, Pay attention to me, Renee. Okay. Listeners, the woman, before she went to proclaim to Jesus the, this news about Jesus, did not go off and get a degree in theology, a certificate, a certificate in the new evangelization. She had a powerful encounter with Jesus Christ, and she's compelled to go and announce that to the people who she normally avoided and who avoided her. That is a lesson for you and me. Mm-hmm. When we have truly come to know Jesus Christ, we don't, I, you know, known him, we are called and empowered by the Holy Spirit given to us in the sacraments, in, in our baptism and so on, uh, the, the, the Eucharist, confession, uh, in our study of the Bible mm-hmm. and of the catechism. We are called to do the same. The diocesan vision, lifelong Catholic missionary to suffer through God's love. You and I can do this. If the Samaritan woman, pre-sacraments, <laughs> pre-grace, with all of her flaws, could do this. So can you and I, and then other people will believe because they come to know him too. Yes. 
Great ending. Amen. Yes. Thanks, Renee. Thanks. And that will wrap, us, wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org with any questions. And until next time, may God bless you.